0: Thanks for checking out this episode of Business Black Belts. I really appreciate you listening and hope you get some great insights out of today's leader. Let's dive into the show. Welcome back to Business Black Belts. Laura Hoover here with you. Another fantastic leader with us today, Mr. Deshers, the founder and CEO of iBridge LLC. Welcome to the show. So glad to have you on. Why don't you get us started? Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're doing, you know, the whole kind of package.
1: Thank you, Laura. So, Laura, my, my first name is Desh and the last name is Urs. And I um, I started my business, iBridge LLC, in 2002, and then we incorporated in 2004 in the state of Oregon. And this journey of beginning iBridge is kind of an interesting journey in the sense that Uh, I began my career, I grew up, I was born in the country of India and I was educated in the country of India and I came to the United States when I was 23 and the objective was to pursue a doctoral in marketing at that point in time. And um, I was up in Madison, Wisconsin, and I realized that that is no place for somebody like me because I just didn't have the clothes and didn't have the money to survive that winter you know, as as uh, an incoming uh, graduate student with the objective of pursuing a PhD and part of the PhD program at that time. And so I found my way into Miami and went to the University of Miami. And that was a lifesaver because uh, uh, it was, I remember one day in on the campus at Madison, uh, the guys picked me up and made me wear all my clothes that i had brought from India and they put me out in the snow as a snowman. And they said, "Let's see how long you're going to last." And it took about, I think, about ten seconds. And it was like, "Okay, let's get this guy out of there." You know? So um, that was a great. Uh, it was great fun. But uh, Miami is where I began exploring my life in the United States, and uh, and it turned out to be a wonderful life. Uh, and I began my career. Uh, I, I I always had a passion for math, so I began my career in market research, and then. Um, Slowly migrated more into core technology and then began my travel in corporate America. And uh, my last major assignment, I was with a company called Silicon Graphics. At that time, we were about a five and a half billion dollar enterprise, and I ran a group called Solutions Engineering. And uh, it was a big patch, a uh, lot of people in different parts of the planet, and lots of great customers. And, um, you know, as my interest changed, which primarily came around nine eleven. You know, my my wife and I met in Miami, and we had two young daughters at that time. And um, you know, she had a career in aerospace. I was in the tech space, and we were so involved with work that we both realized that we just weren't giving enough time to these young kids. And I was in Japan right after nine eleven, and uh, you know, I decided that that's it, I'm done. And so across the breakfast table, I decided to tell my boss, and who was a great really good friend of mine, that the time had come for me to, try to take a back seat and, you know, find some other pursuits. So um, settled down for a bit at home in Dallas, Texas at that time, and, you know, did as much as I could from the point of view of um, trying to be a stay-at-home dad. That lasted three months. And I ended up in Zurich, Switzerland, doing a turnaround for one of their first public uh, public software companies. And um, that went well, came, got picked up by the same group to do another turnaround in Oregon and uh, then just hung out in Oregon after that. It's just a beautiful state and it was hard to leave. Uh, at that time, you know, I realized that my turnaround consulting career, was doing well enough, but the demands on time were again getting intense, and travel was again beginning to pick up. So I said, let me see if I can start something in wife and I decided that let's start something. And and we both just started this venture called iBridge and with no real uh, objectives of taking this public or growing it at a rapid speed, it was a lifestyle company. And the idea was that few of our friends who had spent similar corporate careers, you know, we could solve very big, complex problems for companies, and or you know, get into get into alignment issues and things like that. And so we we decided that'll be a nice way to you know see where this takes us. But as luck would have it, um, we ran into some really large consulting contracts and launched one of these, I think, first or second credit cards in the healthcare industry. And uh, it's, it's these are great learning projects, right? And and things like that. And then in two thousand four, I think August twenty fourth or twenty sixth in two thousand four, uh, I incorporated Ibridge LLC, and the name came from an interesting conversation between friends of mine in a law firm here in Oregon, and they were trying to understand how to pick a name and how to go about doing that. And Oregon is a city of bridges. And so as we talked, one of the attorneys said, they sh- what you're really talking about is your bridge relationships. And that sounded really good. And he says, how about iBridge? And I said, that sounds fantastic. So we picked iBridge, you know, and um, and and then LLC is how we incorporate it, and we continue to be an LLC. And as the journey began and we sort of, began to look at ourselves again and say that this is getting really intense and it sort of defeats the purpose of trying to find time for ourselves. So we put a hard stop to that part of consulting and we switched in a year's time to become a services company. And that was our big break. And so today, iBridge operates in three different regions of the planet. We operate in North America, primarily Canada, and the United States. We have about 400 people here in this part. We've got about 50 people out of Europe, and then we have got, um, I think, about uh, 900 or so, or close to a thousand people out of India. And so, um, if 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 the pandemic had not struck us and the you know some of the hits that we took during that time, we'd probably be about a 2,000-person company today. And so, there was a little sort of sidetrack that. We got involved with in re-engineering the company after the pandemic. And it seemed to be a small project, but it's turned out to be quite an intense project. So much has changed. And I don't know how many people are willing to admit that or not. But in our case, it has it has changed the way that we operate our company and the number of people, the different cultures, the different demands, needs of families, and, and things like that. Right? A lot has changed. And so that's who we are today. We are blessed uh, with really good customers. Um, what is, I think, unique about us is that we don't have any salespeople. Uh, the entire business is driven through the channel and and through, our, through referrals of our customers. I always say my customers are my best salespeople. You know, they bring us into larger projects. They bring us deeper into their companies that they work with. And there is no dearth of business for what we do, which is digital transformation to drive operational efficiency. So, you know, uh, different stages, different walks of life, people are trying to get more efficient how they manage their information, how they make their information available to, you know, to the customers, to their employees. And there's a lot of complexity in that. And that is the direction that we chose. And that's the direction that we're growing in today.
0: So you, you build iBridge and, and, it, and it's starting to grow, but then you go through a a shift of basically what you're doing within a year that seems that seems logistically hard to do how 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 did you manage to work that in and then immediately basically blow it up like in a good sense
1: yeah no so so i think i think you know, uh, you know um, i'm an ardent planner right and so i i, I, and I think before i sort of take big decisions so I was collecting a lot of data. I'm a data guy fundamentally. So you know, I, I live and thrive on data, right? The whole business of Ibridge is around understanding and interpreting data for our customers. Right? That's all we do. All the other technology stuff that is built around that is to get us to that core demand that our customers expect us to provide them with answers and you know how to how to use the information that they have, right? And so. Um, uh, That process was not as difficult because we began to realize that the requests that our customers are making to us is that, hey, this is a phenomenal idea or the direction that you're giving us is a great direction, but how are we going to execute on that? How are we actually going to pull it off? Because we don't have the skills that we would have done it. We didn't think in that way, so we didn't hire that direction. Our systems, our engineering, our infrastructure is not supportive of that and so uh, my my general theme of support or planning or assistance at that point in time would be introducing them to companies that did that kind of work because i came from the tech sector i've been in the tech sector for a very very long time and and so it was not hard to find companies that i could introduce and say that hey these are people that i would work with and if you you know if you want to strike a deal with them i'll facilitate but it's really your transaction with them right um And then I think there were a few mishaps in that because the customers are not really happy. And then, you know, when we started looking at the outcomes, we were not happy. And uh, so I think, I don't know exactly when this started, but some of our customers said they should, you built this. You know, this would, we would give you this business because this is what you do. And so uh, it, it, it sort of, it was a migration of thought and migration of implementation, migration of a build, right? That those transition points helped us to get there. And actually the part that I missed start telling you today is that, you know, we have a, we consult, we also consult today, but it's a very small part of our revenue and really is not meant to drive revenue. It is more for thought leadership and direction, um, but we also build products. We build enterprise class products. So not only do we uh, provide services, but we actually are a, are a committed Microsoft, you know, gold certified provider. We are, you know, uh, certified to the on Security and stuff like that because of the kind of industries that we work in. We have a large uh, business in the in the government business, federal and state. So we just have to make sure that our our infrastructure, our security infrastructure, et etc., is all you know very tightly managed and tightly held. And even for our you know private sector customers, uh, the industries that we operate in uh, require that kind of work. So it was, I think, a culmination of, of where I was in my corporate career of you know providing solutions to our customers who are very large customers of the company because of the company that I worked with and using that same sort of train of thought and trying to solve business problems for either divisions of large companies or small to medium businesses that we are engaged with today.
0: So there's two points I kind of want to merge <clears throat> that 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 you were talking about a little bit earlier as well was one that it's it's all referral based right H- how did you manage like a referral based system and then also scale to where you are now literally globally and with with so many people behind that like it was that just a, like a natural thing that evolved or was like you know, oh my gosh, we exploded. We need to like cover this quick. I don't know what I'm yeah. doing, you know?
1: No, I, th- I think, you know, and uh, not to say that we didn't uh, have salespeople at one time at the company. We did have uh, salespeople in the company. And what we realized is not that, it's not that the, the, uh, the salespeople are bad or anything like that, right? Uh, the company is built on relationships. iBridge is a relationship-driven enterprise, right? We are very long-term in our relationship. It's not a transaction enterprise. Because we are privately held, we're not trying to reach any, you know, revenue objectives every quarter, every month. And, you know, we just don't drive our people crazy and don't drive our customers crazy, right? Our prospects crazy, trying to close a deal and stuff like that. So what we found is that, you know, it is sort of, a, it works against the salesperson because they're, you know, salary and commission-driven, and you know, good salespeople make a lot of money in, in, in commissions, and that's that's the incentive that we, when we were in sales, all of us who were in sales, that's the reason why we were in sales is for those big dollar checks, right? And in our in our business culture that we were trying to develop, where you are aligned so deeply with the customer's need that the customer always comes first, it sort of didn't didn't sort of gel well with a traditional hunter mentality, right? And so we had to think about that very carefully. And we said that, you know what? Uh, Let us back off from that hunting and pecking kind of conversation. And let us sort of move and take a step back and say that, how do we embrace the customer holistically? And the customers business holistically and the people holistically. And that took sort of the business development solutions, engineering skill set, to bring in people, and there are very few engineers who are good salespeople. I hate to say that in public, you know, uh, you know what I mean. But there is a, I think, I mean, salespeople, in my opinion, humble opinion, they are just born as great salespeople. And, you know, you can if you have more than one child in your home, you just know who's the salesperson in this conversation, right? Uh, you can just pick it out. And so, um, you know, the 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 realization came is that okay we can't have it both ways, right? And so we said, okay, let's pick what what we want and how we want to be treated. And so we decided that, okay, it is completely referral-based because if we really believe, there are three pillars in you know, which bridge works with, and that is not that one is more what than the other. And the three are, you can't, I mean, customers, your people and the government, and I'll explain all three, right? So, you can't have good people if you don't have those good customers and vice versa. You just can't. It was just not possible, right? And we have had to cross that crossroad at some point in time in our careers where we have had to terminate a customer contract because they were just driving our people nuts. You know, uh, just bad customers just end up with bad results on the people side of our business and we value our people greatly. And so we said, no, we can't do that. We can't put our people in jeopardy. The government part is a little more interesting because, you know, as you, became, as you became an international company, we were learning the different tax issues in every part of the planet. right? And so we quickly came to that conclusion is that, you know, if you don't put the government on par with these other two big mission objectives that we have in taking care of customers and taking care of our people, we are going to miss out. You know, so we we made sure that the tax compliance part of it in every country that we operate uh, was on par with anybody else in the top echelons of compliance and, and stuff like that, right? Because we just had to do that. We're too small to fight any government, right? And um, so that that process over there led us to understand that our referral base is really important and our distribution channels are extremely By distribution channels, I mean, is we're not talking of, you know, the typical value-added reseller relationships. We're talking about the people that are the large consulting companies, et cetera, that partner with us to solve their customer issues, right? So keeping them constantly informed, uh, you know, bringing out more innovation in what we do in our products and our services, et cetera, uh, has always helped us stay ahead of that curve. You know, people come to us with crazy problems. You know, we we don't show up like you know, like a, you know, Dell or you know, and you know, Accenture or Grand one of those people that you know that everybody knows, right? Uh, we are sort of people that, that it's called a crazy company. They, they'll they'll figure out how to solve that problem, right? And they'll be crazy enough to kind of take it on, right? So that is sort of the reputation that we have built through this referral in this channel network that we have built. I think there's a probably better way than the word channel, but you know this is this that whole that yeah the reliance of a group of people who are sell through partners as opposed to sell to partners, right? That's who we depend on for many of our large projects.
0: So there's something else that you, you touch on, which is always spiked a little bit of curiosity in me. Because I, I I've heard a lot about this balance of, you know, being able to provide amazing customer service, right? And, and client service and service to them and, and, and treating them correctly and building this amazing relationship, but then also being able to treat the employees correctly on the exact same playing field. And I, I I I've heard a lot of people discuss how hard it is to balance those two things, and then on other hands, how easy it is to balance on on those two things. I mean, that doesn't like that doesn't seem something easily easily to be able to scale and put it on so many people's shoulders what what, right. what is your take on that
1: you know I, I think it really begins you know we always say empowering people and all of that right I mean I think the word that we constantly miss is trust you know uh, you know you you've gotta you know I you know so for example if we hired you to come to work for us right Uh Once you're in, you're in the family. That's what I always tell people. You have nothing to prove at that point except excellence. And whatever you decide to do in the company, if you decide to come in and, you know, know, build a product, run a group, whatever you want to do, right, Uh, you're in. I mean, you don't have to, you know, you're not, you're sort of not being measured every day kind of thing, right? So there's a lot of flexibility people have in their positions to make decisions. Because we always tell them, I said, you know, even if you make a terrible decision, it's not going to kill the company, as long as that decision helps the customer. So if in the short term, you know, you made a decision that are either we lost some of our margin or we didn't make money on that transaction. But if the customer comes back and tells you that that was amazing what you guys did, I said that to me is more valuable than trying to tell me that you hit all your margin counts and the customer was like, you know, I, I get a call. Right. I said, you know, so it, it is like we always tell people, I said, you know, you know, think about how you want to be treated and treat the customer the same way. You know, uh, you know, we, we do work that sometimes we get stuff back to us a year, year and a half later, where customers say that, you know, we sent this, we sent all these requirements. And what did you guys do up here? Look at what you returned back to us. And our team, We'll just fix it and return it back and you know they will send the instructions a customer sent us and said, you know, here's the fixed product the way you want it, but these are the instructions that you gave us. We followed instructions to the T, right? And there's normally dead silence for about a couple of months because you know it's like, okay, let's see what they sent us and let's now do what. To, and then we'll get an email back and saying, hey guys, we're really sorry. We we changed systems, we did this and this change. We didn't, you know, sort of, you know, come back to you and ask you to re repro- and send us a bill kind of thing for all the work you read. And generally we don't only because of the fact that, you know, it's, it's like, okay, it's just just part of that relationship, right? So if you let people do that ongoing and you hire good people, you know, it just sort of, you know, it becomes part and, part and, it seeps into the culture, right? And, and people begin to do that. But at the same time, you know, you brought up a very interesting point, you know, after COVID, you um, And the number of change in personnel that has occurred in my company, um, it is getting harder to drive that point home now Uh, because the company is growing. And so a lot of new people are coming with, don't have the history of how we started, the struggles, the challenges, you know, the nights, you know, the sleepless night. It's it's, now they come in and, and they're coming into a larger company, right? And so they just expect that, it's, it's, this is how I'm going to work. And uh, so I'm spending a lot of time on the road, you know, visiting offices to explain to people that the company that you join is a little different from the average company next door. Right. And so you've got to rethink your objectives of being here because um, we do things very, very differently. And, and, uh, and that is, that has led us to our, if you call it success, then yeah, that's led us to our success and our growth, right? Uh, and it's just—it's—but it's, it, it's a simple lifestyle, you know. It's not a complicated lifestyle. It—it's it just
0: being wholesome, be, treating people nicely or kindly. Yeah. <clears throat> and then yeah. you receive it back. It is—it is a very easy system.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. And we don't argue a lot with anybody. Yeah. You know? There's nobody else here. Is. Have shouting and screaming matches across, you know, just, it's just not done. Yeah. So, it's it's a it's a very competitive culture from the point of view of excelling at what you're doing, uh, but not competing against your colleagues. It's it's competing against your competitors yeah. to take care of your customers. I mean, it's it's just that kind of stuff.
0: yeah. No, I'm totally with you. I want to step away from business for just a second. Uh,
1: sure,
0: because it seems like you have done a lot of travel as well uh and and been on the road and and that has been kind of a pain point here and there in some instances what do you do to kind of get away and de-stress and be able to to come back home and like relax
1: yeah yeah so i think you know um in the early days right and when we were you know sort of schlepping stuff around the planet uh it was bounced from one hotel to one city to the next flight to the next train and you know blah 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 you know uh those days are long gone for me. And so I can now blend my travel with some r you know, wherever I travel to. And most of the people that I'm visiting, except some of my government customers, um, they all know what we do, right? And so it is more about renewing relationships and discussing new ideas. And that generally ends up from the boardroom to the restaurant, right? And, and so it is a very, you know, all of us that have worked together for so long, our customers, et cetera. Now the conversation is more about the kids and, you know, that sort of stuff where the country is going global, you know, climate, you know, because everybody knows, you know, each of us knows what the other person is doing and what we're capable of. Right. So the conversations begin with the project teams and some of the executives in the office and, um, and then the decisions are made at dinner, right? And but the decisions that are made at dinner, are, are you know, over a bottle of a really nice bottle of wine or whatever, right? And and so it's it's easy. In, in a, I'm not rushing from one place to the next place, right? So I will give myself downtime, you know, and and in between, and if nothing else, just relax in the hotel, and then get on a flight, you know, and and get out. And so yeah, so I do give myself that, and. I tend to travel to the same cities, so I, you know, I travel for food and wine also. So I know chefs, I know restaurants, I make friends easily, and so I may be in Frankfurt, Germany, but I know who to call and say, "Where are we going out to dinner tonight?" You know that kind of stuff, right? So it's it's uh, it's that those relationships, you know, that have lasted for 20, 30 years, right? I mean, they're all of us in the similar age group and stuff like that, so it's kind of easy to hang out and chat and. And not get too wrapped up, in, you know the the challenges of life and try challenges of business.
0: That is the ultimate goal: is just to be able to travel, is to enjoy conversation, yeah. enjoy the food, enjoy the yes. wine, sit back, relax.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. And people are so interesting, oh, are. right? I mean, you don't have to speak multiple languages, but you know there are good people. Every the majority of people are good. Yes. You know, there are some people who are just difficult, but. And majority of people are helpful around the planet. I mean, you know, even if you know, I, you know, there, there are places I land up with uh, uh, that I just don't know the language, right? But uh, you know, uh, hand signals, pictures, and gestures always get you to the right place. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. so uh, people are good.
0: Yeah, and when in doubt, you can always bond over food, drink, and music.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there are times I remember I was in Switzerland and I'd get in late at night. And I'd go to the same Italian restaurants and stuff like that. And many times I've eaten with the kitchen staff huh. because they know that, you know, I was like a, like not, it's not like a regular, regular customer, but it's pretty darn regular. Right. And so I distinctly remember one night it was summertime and I didn't realize these places closed at 10 o'clock at night. And I walked in and the, the windows were open and I'm like, the door is closed. And I said, no, what am I going to eat? Right? <laughs> you know? And so I walked around, and there was, you know, the guys are looking at me and they waved at me. And I said, hey, I'm hungry. You know, <laughs> They came opened the door. There was food on the table. All of us just sat on, had a great dinner. <laughs> just that say, you know? So, uh, you know, those are, you know, so you just, you just learn to adapt and learn to enjoy life wherever you're at.
0: I can't agree more. I want to thank you for coming yeah. on Mrs. Black Belts. It's been an absolute pleasure. If people want to get in contact with you, learn more about you, learn more about iBridge, Bridge. Is LinkedIn the best way? Is the website the best way?
1: Yeah. So, so our yeah, our website is is pretty darn good. Um, you know, uh, like everybody else, we try and keep up with you know keep up with everything else on the website. But the website is uh, www.ibridgellc.com. and you know, uh, my email is my first and last name dash d s h dot u r s at ibridgellc.com. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm here to help. I mean, that's if, if there's another entrepreneur or another business person that has, you know, challenges in their business or challenges, you know, sort of managing business work life. Not that I'm the best at that, but, you know, just trying to try to figure out things, you know, that, hey, uh, how do I make this work for me and my young family or for me at this later stage where I'm trying to figure out, do I sell my business? Do I wind it down? Do I do something with it? You know, I think all of us share the same challenges, the same questions at different parts of a career and different times of a career, right? So I think all of us lean on each other to kind of do the best that we can for those around us. I mean, that's that's the purpose of business and that's the purpose of all of us being as, you know, human beings, right? Is try and help people around us. Oh,
0: that's amazing. Thank you again for coming out and being on Business Black Belts. I wanna thank you again. Uh, Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And then again, same, to all of our listeners. Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Business Black Belts. Should you want to see more content on both the show, marketing, and business in general,
1: feel free to check out my LinkedIn. Thanks.